What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy Podcast. I'm your host and host, Josh, and this is my third time doing this intro because I keep messing it up. Here with my co-host, KG. And I'm in the house. Let's and there go. We go. Third time's the charm. They say it for a reason. We're coming at you with a killer episode. I think I'm just so excited because we're giving you the science of weight loss. What matters, what doesn't. You know, if you think of a pyramid, we're going to show you the thing you need to focus on and then kind of venture out into some of the additional factors. So we're going over five things. And the reason this episode is going to be so valuable is these things are going to be listed in the order of importance. So a lot of people like to flip this around, but we are giving you just, you know, nothing but the truth nothing but the truth um i can't remember how that quote goes you know it's the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth that's it yeah. that's the one so that's what we're doing today and i'm going to start with number one so the first most important thing is energy balance so you probably heard this from everyone you know and it's calories in versus calories out energy in versus ca- energy out and you know this is the most true thing ever now of course this one gets tough because it encompasses a million things and can get quite complicated right when you consider energy in and energy energy out. It's really hard to fully quantify how much energy is in and out. And just the same with nutrition, it's hard to quantify how much is in and out. But our job as you know, athletes, as people interested in fitness and health is to learn how to do this in the most intelligent way. So when we think of calories, you know, the best way we can control this is accurately, um, you know, logging and tracking our food by us doing this and making sure we are in a deficit, you know, that we are having less than our maintenance. And the best way to kind of discover your maintenance, honestly, is to, you could start with calculators, you can do all these different things, but it's to start tracking and then say, you know, is what I'm eating at this basic level of calories, is my weight going up or down? And if it's staying the same, you're in maintenance, right? So that's something you can play with. So that's why tracking is so good because it gives us that ability to make changes, to either lose that weight, to add lean weight through a bulk, whatever it is. So this is an easy way to kind of start with that. But this only works if you're being honest. Most people underreport. They don't track accurately. You know, they're not weighing. They're not measuring. And that's where things can be tough. And we're never going to be perfect. You know, one of the things that I guess a pet peeve of mine is people go, oh, I went out to this dinner and it was impossible to log. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not not that it's impossible. You know, it's that it's harder to log. Yes, I don't know how much oil the chef put. Yes, I don't know what's in their sauce that they have. But I can do my best job to kind of quantify that. And I need to do that best job if I really want to control these factors, right? So we can do that. We want to make sure we're tracking everything. And then by doing that, we can be in that deficit. And that's what's going to produce that change. That is how you're going to lose weight in a nutshell. You know, this is the easiest way to go about it even before considering energy. So that is number one is finding a way to get in that deficit, tracking those calories, you know, just being on top of it. That is how you lose fat. At the end of the day, it is very hard to lose weight by way of energy with few exceptions. So even I have a friend. I was I saw him yesterday. He's six foot tall. I'm six foot two. I'm two hundred and twenty pounds. He's six foot tall and he's hundred and fifty pounds. So he cannot gain weight. He's like, it's so hard for me to gain weight. Why? Because as he said, even, you know, he likes to work out. He does construction for like ten hours a day. And then for fun, he likes biking, rollerblading, doing rock climbing. So he's just burning calories. You know, he's going through calories. So for most of us, that's not what we're going to do. You know, a lot of people are at desk or not moving as much. They go to the gym, but maybe that's like the extent of their movement. Some people move more than others. And very often that's when people can eat a little bit more than others. But 
as we're going to actually explain here. And if you want, you can follow us on Instagram. We have, uh, you know, for all the Thursday episodes, we do a post um, kind of with all the tips and additional info. So you can actually like save the posts and see the tips in a cleaner, nicer way. So go ahead and check that out. So we're actually going to include a little graph here, which is explaining your TDEE, which is total daily energy expenditure. So I know that sounds a little bit high level, but stay with me. And if you look at this graphic, you'll notice that your BMR encompasses about 70% uh, percent of your total, you know, total, total daily energy expenditure. So what is your BMR? It's your basal metabolic rate. And that is just how much we burn effectively from being us for my organs to function for my heart to pump for my lungs to breathe air, you know, these are just calories, your body burns, um, just effectively being alive. And if you look, this is the bulk of the calories we need, you know, obviously, if you think of like a machine, you need energy to fuel it. And same with humans, right? We, our bodies take a lot, we burn a lot of calories, we do a lot of things, then the next biggest mover and the next biggest burner of calories is your NEAT, which is your non exercise activity thermogenesis. So these are things that are separate from exercise. So for instance, if you look at someone like me who talks with their hands way too too much. I'm burning a lot of calories when I'm doing that. If you look at someone like Kyle, who's always singing karaoke in the car at the top of his lungs, he's burning a lot yeah, of calories tapping from your feet. that. Tapping your feet. All you know, up. all these little things bobbing your head. You know, um, a lot of people too. And it's funny, a lot of my athletic friends, I do it a lot. You know, if you're sitting at a table, I shake the whole table because, you know, I'm like raising my calf up and down. I don't know why, but I do it. You know, we do all these little things and these burn a lot of calories. You know, this takes up just about just under another 20% there, right? And then the one most people are interested in, you know, outside of there's another one, thermic effect of food, it's just calories you burn when you eat food, no need to get into that, is eat, which is exercise, activity, thermogenesis, not the food you consume. And that is actually less than 10% of your total TDEE, which uh, is just absolutely nuts, right? So that's why it's very hard to out-exercise a bad diet with the exception of super athletes, Olympic athletes, basically people that are doing just pure activity all day at that point they would need an enormous amount of calories but that is not us even a client recently asked me you know how much cardio is too much cardio like i like doing cardio and i like doing 30 minutes and i like going on a walk in the morning like is that way too much not at all when we talk about doing excessive amount of cardio most people i'd say 98 percent of people are never going to be close there the only exceptions i'd say are marathoners i think that's a really easy way to fall into doing a ton of activity and cardio and super athletes really like for most people even me like someone who a lot of people would say is probably very active and fit you know i'll take my dog on a 20 minute walk in the morning i'll go to the gym for 75 minutes um i'll probably do another walk for 30 minutes still not a ton of moving you know if you consider it even if you look at like the history of humans you know back in the day if i wanted to go somewhere i'd have to walk there i'd have to travel i'd have to you know look for food i'd have to do all these things like we live pretty cushy uh lives nowadays so there's nothing wrong with really loving cardio loving activity doing extra things going rock climbing at night playing tennis you know this will allow you to consume more calories but where people go wrong is they do these things to try to eat more calories and they eat them back and it just takes so much more energy and it takes more of a psychological effect doing these things to try and eat food than it does to control your actual amount of food so i know this is a long answer um, but this truly is the truth really take this at face value and really 
think about this because this just shows you how important it is to really take your tracking serious to understand your food and i know a lot of people say i don't want to track all the time my whole life but tracking is such a powerful tool because when you track you really learn the nutritional value of food how many calories something has how it feels how many calories you should not be having what a typical healthy day of food looks like for you to be at your maintenance you know without these things we never know and we're guessing and we feel out of control and you know even then let's say you go on a couple of vacations weight pops up a little bit life happens happens, you know what to do to kind of address that and create that change. So that's why number one is just energy expenditure. And the best way to control that is to control your eating. Yeah. And I love that you spent the most time on that one because it's the most important thing. You guys will notice at the very end, we're not going to spend as much time because it's, it's, you know, something that's not going to make that big of a difference, but yeah, just like really make sure, you know, one thing I want to add like that you are, you know, doing some good strength training to help you like with that. I know it is only about 10% of how many calories you burn, but I think a lot of people go wrong just from you know, just wanting to do hit classes and, and just, you know, only cardio, but then they don't do strength training, which that above all is going to give you the best bang for your buck, you know, helps speed up your metabolism in the long run, help you be able to eat more food and just overall shape your body more than more than anything. So that's an important part that a lot of people miss out on. Um, but the second uh, most important um, thing kind of just moving into the, you know, smaller portion of the triangle. So, you know, Josh covered the biggest and most important thing, the one that takes up a big chunk, but it's going to be the macronutrients. So obviously we've touched on nutrition. We've talked about calorie deficit, but this is the breakdown of what you are consuming in terms of food, what makes up the calories. So, you know, going into it, the most important one that you guys will hear over and over again from every fitness person ever is going to be protein. Essentially, you know, protein is just the most important. They all are important, by the way. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that, you know, there isn't one that should be favored over the other, but this is the thing that most people miss out on. The average person that starts, you know, tracking their food, starts making these healthier habits. They're in the low protein, like the very low protein range. You know, I see some people in 50 grams, 60 grams, you know, you know, some males who are over 200 or around 200 pounds who are having 70 grams, 80 grams. Like we really need to find ways to increase that. Um, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time here. I just find it so overlooked. So, you know, we talked about recently the other day, how like a good way to figure out how much protein, like I've always had roughly a gram per pound that I weighed. So if I'm 170 pounds, I've always had around 170 grams of protein. Um, but Josh had said, you know, what's your goal weight? And I thought that was so powerful last week when he had said that. And that's a good way, you know, if you're someone who's 200 pounds, you want to get to 170, Hey, you could probably get away with 170 grams of protein. And, uh, that's just a good, easy formula for you to use instead of taking out the calculator. Um, so we need to hit the calories. That's going to be the most important thing. And then the protein, you know, even if you just focus on those two things, you're going to be set up for success. Right. And a lot of people ask like, you know, what about carbs and fats? How many carbs, how many grams of fat? Like, what should I have? Like the science has shown that it makes such a small difference. If you're focused on calories, you're hitting that, you know, your movement's good. And then you hit protein, how you spend your carbs and fats is very situational. You know, if you're someone who just prefers carb, more dense, more carb dense foods and that's just kind of what fits within your lifestyle and you enjoy it more and it's just it it fuels you and everything cool if you're someone who likes fats more but you know there's no right answer for this right i just want to make that clear there's a lot of people who you know love keto and stuff like that awesome good for you you know as long as you're hitting your calories you're hitting your protein and you want to have higher fats and less carbs that's awesome but you know carbs are going to have purpose providing your body with the energy it needs fats are going to have its purpose you know it's valuable to increase in testosterone levels and other hormones um but yeah once again how you spend those carbs and fats is very situational situational. Josh might have way more carbs and less fat, and I might have way less, um, way more fat and less carbs. And we can both still get incredible results if the other things are being met. 
Absolutely. Kyle just popped off there. And this is a big one. Like, like once again, protein is very, very valuable. And like, you know, outside of obviously controlling your calories, protein is a great way to create change, especially in a, you know, your body composition. It just has so many merits and so many values. So, you know, really pay a lot of attention there. I always like to say carbs and fats are pretty interchangeable in most people's diets, especially gen pop, you know, the exception being if you're competing, uh, you know, you got to get on stage for, you know, like a higher level bodybuilding competition type of thing. There are ways you can kind of manipulate them for but most people even myself i really recommend kind of eating what you feel best with i've transitioned i used to eat very high carb i used to eat about 500 carbs a day and i felt great and i was training really hard and doing all these things you know a lot of people say you know generally you kind of want to earn your carbs and you'll feel like you need more of them based on how active you are that's why runners can have a lot but I definitely agree with that to an extent too, but so much of it is preferential. Even myself, I've leaned more into high fat foods. You know, I really love like nuts and legumes, uh, guacamole, all these different little things, peanut butters. Like, so I've, I've personally come and shifted to really enjoying, you know, having a little bit higher fat. And a lot of times people go, ah, I need to get less fat on my diet because fat makes you fat. And that's a very common misconception as well, right? Like fat is a nutrient. Um, it does a lot, you know, it has its role in hormone regulation. Um, you know, it's definitely more dense per like a protein and carbs are four calories per gram fat is nine calories per gram and that's where the confusion can come in but it also has its merit and its purpose too so you know once again you can kind of play with what feels best for you experiment with different foods and kind of advance onward from there and yeah, that's super well said, man. Thank you for adding that. And you know, before Josh jumps into number three, we know a lot of stuff, you know, is is quite high level, especially if you haven't been doing this for years yourself or just, you know, overgone about 2000 transformations, it can definitely be tough, right? We've obviously got everything down to, you know, to the science, to the degree and just uh, are able to get some incredible results. So if you are looking to lose fat for good, that's the biggest thing, keyword for good, um, send us a message on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T with the keyword fat loss, you know, whether you're looking to lose five pounds um, of fat or 25 pounds of fat or even more, we will take care of you through our nutritional protocols, our workouts created for you, as well as accountability and lifestyle factors. You know, accountability is the biggest thing that a lot of people miss out on. We will take care of you. We will get you some incredible results. I think we have about three to four spots available. So send us a message on Instagram and we look forward to helping you transform and lose that fat for good. Don't overlook this, you know, having the help, having the guidance, having someone to say, this is what you need to focus on is just so valuable. Like it's once again, don't overlook this. And if you want to create lasting change and work with the best coaches in the industry, we got you. We will take care of you. If you like the amount of effort and intention we put into these, you should see how we are with our clients because together we cannot fail. So once again, hit us up saying fat loss. If you want to get that fat off for good and sack on some new lean muscle now into number three, which is micronutrients. So, you know, once again, this is going to be everything under the sun, you know, kind of when you consider outside of carbs, fats, and protein. But the big one we're going to be thinking about here is things like fiber. Fiber is a really valuable new, uh, micronutrient because it helps you feel more full. It helps with digestion, helps with gut health, all these great things. And this is like, once again, if you look at a scale, even though this is number three, like the gap from one to two to three, like the gap from two to three is huge. If you got one and two down, you're going to be in a pretty good position. But now, like, in the way I'd like to look at it is make sure you have one optimized, then go to two, then go to three, then go to four, then go to five. So, you know, remember that when we do mention this list. But fiber is so good, it's going to help you form, feel more full. It bonds with water in your stomach, uh, you know, that once again, promote 
promote more feeling of fullness and don't underplay how important it is to feel full, right? Especially too, when your hormone profiles are off, when you just don't feel full with anything, especially if you've been deep in a, you know, a cut with no diet breaks, no refeeds, and you haven't done it intelligently, you know, things like ghrelin and leptin, you know, signals for your body of feeling full and how satisfied you are with food can be inhibited, right? And that's where things like fiber can go such a long way. Usually the deeper I get into a diet, and especially when I was, uh, you know, competing for a physique competition, you know, I actually utilized more fiber and felt better. Now it can be a double-edged sword because if you have too much fiber, that can cause you to feel overly bloated, overly full, and can produce some constipation. Most people don't. It's very, very rare. Um, and a great way to kind of know if you are is start tracking it, you know, start looking at it. I'd say most people aim between 15 and 35 grams. If you're a smaller person, you can be on the lower end. If you're a bigger person, you can be on the higher end. Um, once again, I'd say you're totally fine having upwards probably 50 grams as long as you're a moderately sized person. But you can play with you. Some people can do it. They feel phenomenal. Great. You know, if you don't feel good up there, reduce it a bit, you know, and that's something you can play with in your journey. And it does go a long way. And then even just having a wide variety of foods, right? That's why I could hit my calories probably having protein burger, uh, protein uh, powder, uh, hot dogs, and hamburger buns. Why those three? I'll never know. And I'm sure I could find a way to do it. You know, get a little bit of fat from the hot dog, get some carbs from the hamburger bun, and then have the protein powder for the protein. I'm going to feel horrible. Let's be honest. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. You know, there's been tons of studies of people proving, you know, even to the first point, eating purely McDonald's and still losing weight, right? Because you can still control those calories, but you're also getting a lot of negative micronutrients like trans fat amongst other things. And you want to avoid those. Those are going to have no merit for you. And they've been proven to be, you know, quite bad even for artery health amongst other things. So, you know, focus on the good ones, have a lot of veggies, have some fun fruits, you know, eat, eat, you know, all the colors, I guess, of the rainbow, as they say, for your food will go such a long way. Yeah. Like I love flexible dieting, but I think sometimes people take it to a certain extent, you know, just because you can, you know, monitor your calories calories and hit your protein doesn't mean you should just eat everything under the sun. So like Josh said, veggies will go a long way, you know, vitamins, minerals, all that great stuff. So, you know, I'd like to end the episode here, but, um, a lot of people, you know, start by asking these next two you know, questions for the next two points. Um, and we did want to go over it as well, but you know, I just like the biggest thing is I find like so often someone isn't like, you know, just controlling their energy balance, but then they're asking, you know, what fat burner is the best to get from GNC or, you know, just, they're not even hitting their protein, but they're asking what time they should be having their, you know, their meals specifically. So that's why the first three things will be the biggest, you know, of course, number one and two, these things, like if you're doing everything perfect, you know, your sleep is being monitored, you know, just everything else is coming, you know, together. And like, you're just really focused on that. Cool. Let's start focusing on this other stuff. Like even just this next one meal timing or frequency, I don't even really think about, I just more so have habits built up when I eat my food as well as like, you know, just even like without thinking about it, each meal that I have is, you know, going to be about 30 to 40 grams of protein or actually usually a little bit more, but you know, yeah, it could be okay to focus on if you have everything else dialed in. But, you know, just one thing that has been shown in, you know, some, some studies as well is that you do want to be able to maximize your ability to build muscle, you know, just through leucine. So that's going to be the most powerful amino acid. Um, and that would usually be like, let's say two to three grams of leucine, which ends up being about 25 to 40 grams of protein per serving. So the reason I'm bringing this up is especially because we've already talked about protein, but you know, if you're already hitting that, there is definitely benefits to being able to just have that amount throughout the serving throughout the day. So I know some people who have, let's say 10 grams, then 15, then 12, then they search for a high protein oatmeal, which 
which I just saw, which is six grams and they're just piecing it all together. And then there's some people who have like one meal, just super high in protein, but that's just not going to be utilized to its fullest um, from getting that leucine um, just to be able to help you with, you know, protein synthesis and everything like that. Of course, a little bit more of a complex topic, but once again, if you are doing everything right, you're keeping track, you got a nice spreadsheet and everything is great, then that's awesome. You know, lots of high leucine foods would come from things like chicken, you know, beef, pork chops, you know, tuna, um, tofu, beans, and all that other stuff. And then the last thing, because a lot of people ask is like, when it comes down to it, you know, just carbs around training definitely isn't actually as beneficial as most people think. The biggest question to ask is how do you feel when you train? I like to personally feel full, but I know about 50 other percent of the people of the population definitely don't like to feel full. So it's kind of more so up to you. So I just wanted to clear the air there. But, you know, as long as you are getting some sort of meal afterwards within two or so hours, there's no such thing as an anabolic window. Um, But these are the biggest things that I think would help um, if you are doing like this is the small like one to three percent that will help you after everything else is nailed down. Yeah, and don't get so fixated on meal timing and the optimal protein timing that you neglect to get your net amount of protein and your net amount of calories efficiently. Like that's where people go wrong. But some people are really good at saying, okay, I got one down, got two down, got three down. They can get that edge by boosting that fourth one. And that brings me into number five. This one is at the bottom of the list for a reason. Supplements. They're supplemental to a great diet, to a great training regimen. And they can be an aid. They can be something on top, you know, outside of like creatine, um, you know, and then obviously a protein powder, which is actually just a macronutrient, which kind of bridges into the first one. You know, they're all going to be marginal at best. They're going to be little things and they are going to be costly. Whereas instead you should put your time and your energy into the earlier ones. Now, once again, you got to respect that we're saying this and, you know, don't just be like, oh, you know, maybe they just don't know the good supplements, you know, because for us, it'd be more beneficial. We've had supplement sponsors. We've always been very real. We were on a a supplement team for a long time, but me and Kyle would make a ton of money doing this episode. Number one saying, you know, buy Kyle's, uh, you know, dog's hair (laughs) pre-workout. This dog hair is incredible. You know, it has a silver alloy that is going to help you just peak focus and add new lean muscle, right? And then charge a hundred bucks a tub for it, you know, pay a bunch of influencers to look good with it. Because once again, we want to believe that. I want to believe I could just have some weird pre-workout that is dog hair it that's gonna make me you know hit all kinds of crazy new prs but it's just it's not the reality there's no substitute for hard work it's not sexy but it's you know the truth we all know no one likes to hear it it's not very marketable as a fitness professional but it's the truth and it's the truth for a reason so you know if you have all these things locked down you can have some supplements it is fun to have a tasty amino acid while you work out from time to time to have a new pre to try to get excited about like you know things like that it's totally fine but it shouldn't be a substitute for you know the core principle the main things we're discussing so you know hopefully this was really helpful for everyone once again we will have the graphics attached in the episode or the post we do produce so this episode comes out at 1 a.m eastern standard time on thursdays we usually post that for everyone about midday uh 12 p.m right yeah so yeah you can go ahead and kind of wait for that if you're a little bit early it will be up then or even better just follow us on instagram so you're always ready to see it at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t any last things to note kyle no just you know the biggest thing is you know we want to make it easy for you and i just think that like you know just every single day especially like it's so hard to stay the course especially when you see everything 
that comes out, you know, just, uh, man, the, the fad diets with summer coming up with marketing and stuff like that. But, you know, just, we try to simplify it, of course, listen to these things. But if you are looking to get to the next level and just have someone, you know, show you exactly what you need to do. Like, you know, every week we go through things with our clients, like weekly, weekly challenges, you know, a lot of times you're like, Hey, I just want to manage my stress this week. Hey, I just want to go out and, you know, hit my 10 K steps. And, you know, we want to focus on the things that will give you the most bang for your buck and just actually get your results versus the, you know, like, you know, the 80, 20 principle, right? You know, the 80% of the um, results will come from 20% of the work. Whereas too many people are focused on the things that aren't actually producing 80 results, 80%, right? So anyways, long story short, we'll take care of you. Send us a message. And I just want to say thanks for uh, tuning in today. Mwah.